Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. Alrighty, welcome back to the Bold Believer Podcast. Once again, I am Josh Snyder, your host in the Bold Believer Studio. And we are excited to kick off today's episode. Uh, this last week and the week prior, we started a series that were, was uh, entitled Faith Defense, and we will continue that series. Uh, today is actually, though, going to be a breakaway episode, an episode that I felt was very timely for the season in which we are sitting in here in 2022 when this episode will be released. And we are sitting right in the middle of February, and uh, so I figured... Uh, it'd be a good time now to talk about what I want to talk about here in this regard, and then we will continue the faith defense series in which we embarked on and get into the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, physical and historical evidence that we can see and observe and use to strengthen and fortify our faith and trust in in what we say we believe, so that we aren't just like many other religions or any other belief systems that step back and say, well, I believe, well, just because I believe and just because my parents taught me or just because that's just what you do. You got to have some sort of faith. Well, if your faith is in vain, then there's literally no point in having the faith. If I have faith in a religion and namely, if I have faith in something or someone that is going to hold and to secure my eternity, I better know at least why. And so that is why we started the Faith Defense Series and hopes to encourage you, to strengthen you, to give you some information and evidence to fortify your faith in Christ. But uh, before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to uh, lay down a couple of things real quick. Uh, First and foremost, thank you so much for tuning in. We're so happy that people are listening all around the world. It is really cool to see little listener uh, uh, notifications that we get in the service that keeps track of where you're listening from, at least the country. I don't know exactly where, don't worry. Uh, And and, uh, the demographic and the type of people and things like that. So I'm excited to see this podcast grow. If you enjoy what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend on your social media platforms. It is a huge help and a big encouragement. Be sure to tag Bold Believer. You'll find us on Facebook if you want to share it. Tag us in the post. We'd love to to shout you out and to thank you for that. And be sure wherever you get your podcast to leave a review if possible. If there's an option to do so, it is a huge help. It tells the algorithm as well that we are a content that you want to keep hearing from and it helps us grow. So if you can do that for us, that would be a big help in boosting this little ministry forward. But let's jump into one of the most important parts of this whole episode. And you know it and love it. This is the Bold Joke of the Day. Don't ever trust Adams. They make everything up. (laughs) Get it? Okay. Okay, if you don't get it, uh, go back, listen to it again. Anyway, share that with a friend. Come back next week for another bold joke of the day, and uh, we'll throw you another corny one, all right? All right, let's get right into today's episode on the topic. Re-examine and renew the resolve for resolution. Say what? Let me me say that again. Re-examine and renew the resolve for resolution. How many of us, you, myself, maybe somebody you know, the people listening around you, how many of us had some sort of goals or resolutions in mind at the beginning of this year? How many of us would like to say that we are doing a good job at keeping those resolutions? Are you taking steps to make those resolutions come to fruition? Or are you kind of stuck? 
Statistically speaking, many of us get stuck at this point in time. There's been some research done on our resolutions and they call the month of February fatal February because that is when many large grand scale resolutions fall to the wayside. Why is that? Well, there's some, there's many reasons. We're going to look to some of those reasons today while giving you some encouragement, some motivation, and some steps and goals that you can set out right now. Whether or not you your resolution has fallen to the wayside, you can start by letting these steps be a part of the process of getting those things moving forward once again. And you chasing those dreams, those goals, those uh, resolutions, those ideas that you believe God has laid out for you in this year. Because I'll be honest, every single one of us will struggle with keeping goals oriented in our mind. Every single one of us. Why? Well, because we're human beings. We have a flesh that gets tired. We have a flesh that gets burnt out. If there is an instant gratification because of all the conditioning that we have in the society that tells us we need the things that we want here and now, we, we have to have them right away. We should have a microwave for everything kind of, kind of uh, mentality. Well, when it doesn't work out like that, we, we fall off the wagon or we burn out or we fizzle down. And I'll be honest, with the Bold Believer podcast, there's been some weeks where I, I'm just not feeling like sitting behind the mic and recording something, or I'm wrestling with the type of content I want to put out because I want to find quality content that you'll want to listen to, but not say the same stuff over and over again, always make it unique in some fashion. Well, this episode's for you if you ever feel like you might get burnt out when trying to make goals or resolutions, namely and especially the ones that we, many of us make at least at the beginning of the year. Some people say, well, I don't need to worry about making a New Year's resolution because I should just live it out. Well, that's true and good for you. But many of us, many other people find some new encouragement, some new resolve at the beginning of each year. And we should find some of the same type of resolve every single day. And we'll get into that. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. We should be able to find that same kind of resolve in our life every new week, every new day. Sometimes we need to bring it back to every new hour, refocusing or re-examining and renewing the resolve for resolution because that is how change takes place. That is how things move forward. There's a little bit of an excerpt I'll be reading from uh, an article that was written by Covenant Eyes. If you know much about Covenant Eyes, they are a group or an organization that fights largely and intently against the pornography industry in today's world. Uh, We don't have to get really deep into it, but understand that the industry of porn and the industry of a digital-based sex is killing the minds and the souls of millions of people today. When I say that, I don't want to over overstate something but when it comes to pornography you can't overstate it it has changed the world when pornography became accessible and 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 available it has literally reshaped how we as people think if you've been exposed and or prolonged exposure to pornography you ask well what would you bring that up for well because some of the things that we'll be touching on today come back to the idea Uh, from an addict's perspective, an addict's perspective of trying to set a new goal, and namely that goal in this sense would be the goal to stop watching porn, for example. I don't want to get too deep or graphic because I don't know who's listening necessarily. This may not be for you, but the content of which we're speaking on will have applications not only to the average everyday person who wants to make a new habit or who wants to set a goal and achieve that goal, but the applications will also be applicable to somebody who wants to break a habit such as pornography and uh, some measurable ways in which we can fight back against our 
flesh because while the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked if we don't have some sort of knowledge of what is going on inside or an, a plan of attack to stand up and grabbing a hold of God's word and putting it into action in our lives we will fail or we will fall not just in the sense of trying to break addictions like pornography or alcoholic addiction or drugs but in the sense of building new habits and making resolutions and goals that last about 45% of Americans make New Year's resolutions, but 88% end in failure. 88% end in failure. And that's not much of a surprise when you think about it, because most of the time we have grand scheme ideas at the beginning of each year. And as the year starts, we realize, well, life is not as grand as we mentally thought it should be at the beginning of the new year. 85% end in failure. When you resolve to stop something, especially something as pleasurable as watching porn or being a glutton or, or an alcoholic or a, or a huge number of habitual sin or start new habits, the deck is stacked against each of us. So how do we set resolutions that stick? How do we set goals that are measurable enough to continue to be walked out every single day? Well, here's a list of five things I want you to remember, and if you have a pen and paper or the availability to type it down on your phone, write this down. Five things that I, that I want you to, to remember as, as we go through uh, this episode. Number one, start with small, measurable goals. Break your overall goals into a series of steps. Focus on sub-goals that are concrete, measurable and time-based. Let me say that again. Focus on sub-goals or little categories within those goals that are concrete, measurable, and time-based. We'll get a little bit more into what that means here in just a second, but Jesus says those who finish well as disciples are those who anticipate the measurable steps along the way. Luke 14, verses 28 through 33. Let's get into some scripture here. Each of these points will have some scripture to back what I'm saying or what, what is being uh, laid out for you here. So Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 33 states, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he hath sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassador and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise... Whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. Jesus said a whole lot there, and we could pull a lot of different points from the elements in which he spoke on. And there were things that he talked about that were culturally relevant in this passage to the people. You know, he talked about the kings and uh, the going to war, for example. That was a big cultural relevant passage that many of us today will not deal with. But take this and spiritually apply it to your situation. What person who genuinely wants to achieve some big goal, what person does not or should not sit down and count the cost first? If you want to build a house, you have to know how much it costs. Let me give you a quick example. The other day, uh, my, my buddy and I went to install some sewage lines for our new uh, home, and we had an estimate on how much it would cost, and we get to the store, Home Depot, good old Home Depot, and we start stacking our carts with everything that we should uh, need for this project and everything we thought we needed 
and we get to the checkout and we come to about three times the amount that we initially estimated. Why? Well, we didn't do a good job at counting the cost prior. We just had a guesstimate. We had an idea. We saw some prices online and thought we had it together based on what our prior knowledge was. But when it came down to paying for it, well, we, we really had to pay for it. And uh, we did, just barely, but we had enough to pay for it. But such as uh, many goals that we set in life, we don't truly sit down and count the cost. What is this going to take out of my life? What is this going to take in sacrifice of my family or of my friends or of my uh, fill in the blank? Because whenever you put something in your time, whenever you lay something to, to be a goal for your year and you continue to walk that out, you're going to have to sacrifice other things. To say yes to one thing means you have to say no to something or somebody else. I mean, unless you were somebody who just sat around and did nothing. But at that point, even still, you had to say no to yourself. You have to say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on this book. I'm going to work on this blog post. I'm going to work on my house. I'm go- whatever the case might be. And I'm going to go to the gym. That's a big one that people like setting. And, and I got to say no to my flesh or no to myself or no to sleeping. I got to say no to my friends who want to hang out at that time. To say yes to one thing means you have to say no to another thing. And sometimes it means saying no to many other things depending on that goal but you need to count the cost you need to count the cost and that ties back to the idea that we have to have small measurable goals so sit down think about what is this going to require of my time this week write down uh, three or four different things around that thought what is this going to take out of my week to accomplish what's what time of day can I put this uh, goal or this action in adequately And uh, if you're trying to break addiction, you need to have constant reminders. At least I did, breaking away from the addiction to uh, pornography. I had to have constant reminders in my life to show me that this is attainable, this is measurable. Don't overlook what is to come. Let me say this, and I'll give you one more example before we go to point number two. When it comes to addictions, if we don't sit down and focus on the moment and victories in this moment, we are going to fail Why? Because we get overwhelmed. People who are addicted or have an addicted brain to something, I'm not going to get into the psychology necessarily, but if you are addicted to something, you are going to be overwhelmed if you do not focus on victory in today or in this moment. I'm going to tell you this straightforward. If if I had days where I just kicked myself and I was so scared of myself and so scared of the things I was capable of, in my addiction or my addictive patterns, I would fail very quickly after. Why? Because I didn't focus on the victory that God gave me today. I didn't focus on the, the, the challenges of now. That's why scripture challenges us not to think about tomorrow's problems because tomorrow's problems will have their own answers. They'll have, we'll have to face our own battles tomorrow. Don't drag tomorrow's problems into today. I hope I'm making sense here, but, but if you're in an addiction and you're trying to break away from something or to, to break a, a habit, you need to sit down and make measurable goals, measurable steps or 50 meter targets. You're like, what? What do you mean by 50 meter targets? Well, here's my last example on this point. In basic training, I, uh, I went through range qualification and we were on the range probably two-thirds of basic training, it seemed like. We were shooting our weapons, our M4s, two-thirds of basic training. Why? Because they wanted to ingrain within us the things that needed to be done to, to be a, a good soldier. 
We were out on the range getting used to our weapons, and they didn't throw up the 300-meter targets first and foremost. We started with zeroing our weapons in at a very close target, and then we went on and learned the techniques to, to shoot further and how we had to shoot to hit the further away targets. And, and then we got good at shooting at the closer targets, and then we moved on to the further out targets, and we got to moving targets into the 300-meter targets, and so on and so forth. Everything, though, in that process was broke down into steps, and they told us, can focus on the 50-meter targets. Not physically, necessarily, because sometimes we'd have to shoot further, but every day when you wake up at basic training, you need to set goals and only focus on what is going to happen or go on today. Maybe set a goal. I'm going to make it and be a good soldier between now and lunch. I'm gonna do that. And then at lunch, reset. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a good soldier and work hard and to learn hard and to, to do what I need to do between now and dinner and reset that. Set measurable goals and shoot for those measurable goals. And when you get to the end of those goals, start another one. There is something about, there is something about achieving goals, even small goals. So set those small goals. It'll motivate you when you achieve them. You'll find victory in that. You'll find clarity. You'll find motivation to keep moving on. The second thing I want to point out here to set a resolution that sticks is to focus on the rewards or focus on the prize. Focus on the rewards or focus on the prize. The top 10% of those who achieve the resolutions are those who regularly remind themselves about the benefits or why they're doing what they're doing. So I want to challenge you. Create a checklist of how life will be better once you break free from your addiction or once you get to the place in which you are aiming for. Set a checklist. Sit down. Take some time. Write out all the things by number. Write out everything that will be better about your life. I, I did this when it came to breaking out of pornography. I have a list in my phone still that I go back to and look at that reminds me of all the things, all the benefits that I would have and I have in my life because I do not allow that to control me, because I do not allow pornography to rule and or di- to dictate my actions. Lists of rewards, lists of benefits. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 through 26 states, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses had a goal in mind. He had access to all of Egypt, if you know the story. He was adopted into Pharaoh's family, so rightfully he had some sort of princeship. He had some sort of leadership role that he had down the line in his life. And if he wanted to, he could have just took it easy the rest of his life and let his people, the children of Israel, suffer in slavery and be his slaves even. But he didn't do that. Why? Because the reward for him and his freedom or his people's freedom and him being a part of that and God calling him to do that job was far greater than the riches in Egypt. Sometimes things like pornography or alcohol or sleeping in too much or whatever the case might be, sometimes those things might seem desirable or rich. There might be some good life in those things, so to speak in the moment, but in the end, they only yield death or only yield you falling backwards, sliding away from the goals that God has set before you. Speaking of set before you, let me read this verse in passing. Philippians 3 verses 13 through 14 states, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says, I know I've made some mistakes. I want to leave those in the past. I know I've had some failure. I know there may still be failure coming down the road, but I want to focus on the moment now and press, intentionally push myself to God and his will and the prize in which is set before me. Truly and ultimately, the prize for each of us is heaven and eternal life and the rewards and the benefit that we'll get on the other side. But man, there's some amazing benefits by serving God on this side. God has bestowed so many things in our life that we don't deserve upon us. So many things that we don't need if it came down to justice, if we got what we deserve justly. God has given us those things, and we can continue to see those things. I'm not, I'm not all about saying, well, if you serve God, you're going to have an amazing life in regards to uh, comfort and ease, and you'll have riches and all this kind of stuff. Uh, no, that's not necessarily the case in all times. God would have many people to walk through poverty so that he can work out and shape some things in their life. That doesn't mean that God's not going to give us an abundant life, a full life in whatever circumstance or situation we find ourselves in. And so focus on the rewards, focus on the prize, understand and write down your why. Why are you doing this? And there may be many whys. Write those down. Write write the rewards down in which you will achieve when achieving these goals. Number three, establish tangible reminders. Establish tangible reminders. Those who live up to their resolutions tangibly map out their progress. Writing down their smaller goals and the benefits they desire, do what works for you. Sometimes sticking post-it notes everywhere or wearing a ring or a bracelet. Setting alerts on your phone or calendar. This is also scripturally based. Setting reminders in our lives. It is scripturally based. Where is that, you might ask? Well, it's not putting, there's no verse about putting reminders in your phone, uh, but there kind of is. Joshua chapter 4, verses 5 through 7 states, And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, That the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it passed over Jordan, and the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. The children of Israel had a much larger and harder memorial that they erected in their day to remind them of what God had done before them in times past. When they would forget or when they would fall away or when they would need some reminders that were reminders set up, set reminders. And physically, if you have to, go into your phone, set reminders, set goals. Here's what I do. I set my map out of what I plan to do for the day. I set the goals in which I want to do them. I set the order in which I plan to do them. And I always leave room for God to change things. And don't beat myself up because I didn't accomplish everything that I wanted to that day. At least I don't most days. Some days it's pretty bad. You can ask my wife, and I'm working on that. But when we set goals, when we set tangible reminders for those goals, we will find success. Number four, out of the five I want to leave you with here today. Number four, be accountable for your goals. Be accountable for your goals. Those who achieved their resolutions told their friends and family about their goals. They were honest with people around them. 
Uh, this increased the fear of failure, and it also created a network of support. It increases fear of failure, and it creates a network of support. Some people, if they want to, f- for example, get in shape or to burn a whole lot of weight off or, or to build up a bunch of muscle, they won't just go to the gym every day. They will go to the gym and record segments of it and post it daily online so that their friends and their family can, can cheer them on so that they can let people know, here's what I'm doing, here's what I desire to do, and here's, it'll help motivate me if you follow along this journey and, and, and uh, tell me to, to get, get in the gym even when I don't feel like it and things like that. There's people who have burned hundreds and hundreds of pounds, for example. I've seen some videos where some of the biggest people that I've ever seen in my life went to the gym and burned it all down. And the thing that motivated them most was the support network behind them and the fear of failure. Fear is not always a good thing, and you shouldn't live in fear, but fear can be a motivating factor. A study from Fuller Theological Seminary found that those who combine both Christian counseling and using covenant eyes accountability on their devices for pornography addiction experienced a 66% drop in relapses, and many participants said they never relapsed. Something that uh, Covenant Eyes does for you, for example, if you struggle with pornography, that's a solid app to help filter things out in most cases. It is a uh, solid accountability app, and uh, one of the things that it does, though, is you set up accountability partners on that app, people that you know, people you're close to. You give them information to basically get reports of what you see online, what you surf for, along with the filtering software. And so if you try to go and you try to look up something you know you shouldn't look up, your accountability partner is going to get a report with that in it. Fear of failure and the support network behind you is a huge, huge benefit to finding lasting results in any goal that we set. Number five, have the right attitude about slips. Have the right attitude about some failure. In our efforts to flee from sin and temptation, people often have a lot of resolve at the beginning, but that resolve tends to dwindle. Most of us know the feeling. At the beginning of the year, you have resolved to do some new things, to make some changes, to change the world. Uh, But as the year progresses and we get into fatal February, so to speak, we lose the motivation. We lose the resolve. This is why we use long-term strategy for change. This is why we need to lay things out and understand that this is not just something that I'm going to do when I feel good. This is something I'm going to do when I don't feel good. This is something that I'm going to make a habit. I'm going to break these habits. I'm going to make it a habit to go to the gym. I'm going to make it a habit to read my Bible every morning. I'm going to make it a habit to go out and to, to intentionally be a witness and a light to those people that I come in contact with. Whatever your habit or goals in this year might be, you can make them habitual if you have the right attitude about slips. Because many times when we fall or fail, our attitudes fall backwards with it. And so does our resolve. And when that happens, especially for somebody who is an addict, they tend to relapse. And what happens when they relapse? And what happens when they go backwards? Well, they kick themselves even more and they begin to spiral and spiral and they don't know where to land. They don't know what to do. And so they give up for a season and they do it again and they start over 
and they're good for a bit and then the same stuff happens and they spiral again. Maybe I'm describing a, a process that you find yourself in as well. Maybe I'm describing something that you've experienced because I've experienced it. I know what it means to spiral and to go backwards and to start up all, all over again and to be on my knees in tears before God saying, I never want to do that again. I remember when I used to sneak out as a, as a teenager, I was a, I was a little hoodlum. I, I, I would sneak out and we'd run the streets with, with my friends at night. I remember one time there was cops slowly driving by right where we were at and we had ducked down behind some bushes and they were, they were looking for somebody. Maybe it was us because we'd been reported or something. And we lay down on the ground and very quietly just, just, I remember praying under my breath, God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. And needless to say, we didn't get caught, but I did do it again. Why? Why did I go do it again? Well, because my resolution or my resolve to not do that stupid act was not enough. It had to be replaced with the resolve to not do that action or not to go out and do those stupid things every single day. And eventually it becomes habit. But we can't just expect our resolve now or our resolve in January to carry us the rest of the year. We need to renew that. And and to have the right attitude when we slip. Don't spiral. Don't let yourself go, go down a little bit and then just fall down the ladder. Get back up. Repent and move forward. Be accountable to the people around you. Let them know what happened and move forward. When you are at your best, plan for your worst. When you resolve to quit porn, for example, when, when that resolve is high, it is important to remember that there will be days that your resolve will not be as high. When your resolve to go to the gym is high, there will be days that you will not feel like going to the gym. And you need to have a plan in place that carries you through those days. Make that plan. So let's go through and review really quickly as I wrap this all up and we'll, uh, we'll, I'll leave you here today. Number one, we, we were supposed to start with small measurable goals. Sit down, map out those small measurable goals. Sit down and write out, here's what I want to do this year. Here's what I want to do this week. Here's what I want to do today sometimes. Get specific. Write down, I would challenge you to maybe sit down and at least write down some of the bigger goals that you want to see done and then break that down. Go put a little subcategory underneath that big goal and say, well, here's what I need to do to achieve that. Here's who I need to talk to to achieve that. Here's how many emails I need to send out. Here's how many calls I need to make. Whatever the case might be, make sub goals and then assign days those goals. Put those goals into different days. Measure them out into your week and, and make, make a list. Start with small measurable goals. Next, we need to focus on rewards. Right next to those goals, write down what your life will be like. If you achieve that goal, write down the benefit of achieving that goal, of breaking free from that, of, of starting that and making it a habit, whatever the case might be, focus on the rewards, press towards those rewards. Number three, we need to establish tangible reminders. Go into your phone. Every hour, set a reminder to check your goal list or every six hours, set a reminder on your phone or when you wake up in the morning, have a reminder set saying, go into your goal list and check it. Go back and resolve to walk through those steps today and do that again the next day and the next day and the next day. It will become habit. Establish tangible reminders. Number four, we need to be accountable for our goals. We need to be accountable for the things we want to do. 
talk to your parents if you're a teen about uh, the pornography uh, pornography addiction that you might have. They want to hear it. I promise you, if they if they love God and you've got some issues in this way, talk to them. It'll be one of the best things or best steps you can do right now. And then be accountable to them. Ask them, hey, can you can you set up some filtering software for me? I I, I want to break out of this. Or um, if you if you got an addiction to, to whatever the case might be, uh, alcohol, go to a program, go around people, go around community to be accountable to and stay consistent with that accountability. Stay consistent. Number five, and finally, have the right attitude about slips. When you fail, when you fall, when you don't meet up to your expectation or the things that you think you should be doing, do not spiral over that. Do not fall backwards out of this race. Do not let go. Do not give up. Keep moving, and prior to that, get down on your knees. Maybe as soon as you fail and you know it, get down on your knees and ask God to forgive and to fill you and to help you back up and get up and move forward full steam, charging the gates of hell, charging this year with Christ, his goals, his things that he'd have you do in this life, and there will be no better place to be than right there. There's no better place to be than right where God wants you, even if it's in the highest of mountaintops, the greatest of experiences, all the way down to the lowest of valleys and death. If God is there, I don't want to be anywhere else, and there's no better place to be than right there. So this year, this is your year. This time, this is your time to shine for Christ and to effectively accomplish your goals. I hope that, that I've given you some tangible or some, some steps here that you can take and apply to your life that you can find comfort in, that you can find some motivation and encouragement, and maybe some, some physical steps that you might be able to incorporate into your habits to help you to accomplish your goals this year. I'm Josh Schneider, your host. Thank you once again for joining me for the Bold Believer Podcast. Again, what did you think about today's episode? Please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Share it with a friend if you found some encouragement in it. And come back next week for another episode. And until then, share your faith. Be an encouragement to those around you. And live every day being a Bold Believer. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.